This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You're on to Let's Talk, your social, political, political, and current affairs shows right here in the city of Joss. It is a good day. It is the 11th of October 2023. Another good day to look at happenings in the country and try to make sense out of them. The elections have come and gone, and judgments have been made across several states in the country. Some have been applaudable. Some have stirred up reactions. There are also off-cycle elections that will be taking place in Bayelsa, Imo, and Kogi. And there seems to be a rancor right there in Bayelsa, where Einek is stating that results will be manually transmitted. A lot of this and all of these things we will talk about. The judgment so far, has it been fair? The judgment in Kano, in Nasarawa, in Kaduna, even right here on the plateau, how has it been so far? We will look at that this morning. Well, welcome. My name is Abigail Seaman, and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mika. Mika, Mika, good morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to our listener. Like you said, um, lots of things happened in the country. The judgment from different courts. The the one that happened yesterday that caught a lot of people talking. But before we go into the bit of today's conversation, I was thinking of something over the course of you know my life's journey yesterday, <laughs> and one of the things I, I thought about was Nigeria and where we are. And what has brought us here? You know, every, every time the show is ending and I say things like seek the truth, I ask myself, what does the truth really mean? Mm. And the truth for me, and I think that is something that as a people we have not learned and we've not lived by, is, is what cannot be contested. The truth is, like they often say, the truth can stand against the lies and not be ashamed. And if there's anything I'm learning is that even though sometimes the truth might not be popular, even though sometimes the truth might not be acceptable by all because it doesn't massage the ego of certain people, because it doesn't play according to the political correctness of certain people, the truth still remains. And as a people, if we want to get out of where we are, if we want to do what is right, it means that at every point and at every turn, we are doing what is right. We are seeking the truth, not because our religious leaders told us, not because our political godfathers or heads told us, but because we know for a certainty deep in our heart that that is what is. I have watched with a lot of dismay in my heart, like they say in the Bible, where young Nigerians, young people you think should be very concerned about truth, young people you believe should be very concerned about what is, not what's, what suits a certain coloration, have constantly danced to the tune of the godfathers they believe in. You hear people say things like, I don't know if this person will be the best person for us, but because they are for my state, because they are for my tribe, then it means that I will have to vote for them. It means I have to defend them. And that, for me, is how a country goes from being superpowers to becoming, I don't want to say to go into oblivion, but if we would ever get out of where we are, we have to be honest in seeking the truth. We have to understand that certain ox will be God, that certain... Um, certain gods will be trampled upon, but still, you have to because without the truth, no society will progress. Good morning. 
Good morning and to head on with the conversation this morning and to help us look into matters across Bielsa and Kaduna, Kano and all other states right here. We're joined this morning. Finally, I want to use the word finally because he's finally here. Rasta Mense Madaki, a lovely morning to you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Plato. Good morning. It's good to have you. So let's let's get a background. Let's get an understanding of what is transpiring as, as we speak in Bielsa in in emo we've seen that of kano with the nnpp we've come down even to um biosa where we have um timmy pre silva <coughs> the um gubernatorial candidate for the apc being disqualified by the courts uh, a lot of a lot of things happening let's let's try to make sense out of it if you can help us make sense out of all of this um it's important to understand first and foremost <coughs> that uh, we are operating a constitutional democracy and by the strength and provisions of Section 1 of the Constitution, it says, this Constitution shall be supreme to the extent that any law or any action or inaction that is inconsistent with the Constitution shall to the extent of the inconsistency be rendered null and void. Moving forward, you discover that under Section 180, uh, going to Bayelsa issue now, yes. you discover that uh, Section 180 has actually clearly stated um, the terms and conditions upon which somebody should hold an office as a governor and by the drafters of that law, they have made it so succinct that somebody or a person cannot hold an office for more than eight years. That is two terms, that's two tenures, yes. for four years and all of that. In 2027 and 2007, it, we have it on record that Timmy Presilva was sworn in as a governor of Bielsa State, mm -hmm. where he spent his, eight, uh, his four years. And then subsequently again, he was voted into power, where he stayed for about two years before the court was able to... Uh, nullify his election so having stayed or i think it was an impeachment or so yes so having uh, taken the oath of office twice it therefore means that he has uh, he stands the chance of being disqualified that is citing the case of nyako and marua where justice okoronwo was able to rely upon uh, the federal high court judge of uh, Bielsa state and now you will understand very clearly that the text and context of the constitution is such that somebody or a person should not be able to occupy the seat of a governor for more than eight years yes obasanjo true. attempted to do that when he sought for tenure elongation to uh, the third term bid of obasanjo which was actually uh, aborted along the line so you will now come to terms with the fact that these are the text and context of the constitutional provisions that indeed if we, in, we are operating a constitutional democracy we must work within the ambit of the provisions of the law and that has left out with the simple uh, signification and conclusion of the fact that Timmy Presilva, if he is allowed to take the office again, eventually, because of course we are working uh, with presumptions, yes. if eventually he wins the election, it therefore means he would have stayed in office for more than eight years. So he's running a third term. He's running a third term invariably. Mm. And so uh, that decision of the Federal High Court, of course being the court of first instance, will have opportunity of climbing through the uh, judicial ladder up to the last court this is the supreme court yes. so now they are moving to court of appeal to test that decision if at all it is within the spirit of the constitution but it is not in the spirit of the constitution based off of what you've said and for the apc in biases they're still adamant and saying they were going to go to court doesn't it seem like a bridge in the constitution well um to go to court every citizen of nigeria has an opportunity to go to court mm. because by section six subsection six of the constitution the law has actually empowered only the courts to interpret the rights and liabilities of persons and actually make a decision on finding at the end of the day. If you feel 
your right has been infringed upon or you feel there are there are things that uh, need to be ventilated upon yes. it is only the court of law that is constitutionally empowered to look at those actually ag uh, agitations actually uh, the feelers out there so they have the right to go to court nobody can be shut out of uh, going to court but then the question is what is taking you to court the court mm -hmm. at the end of the day will come with a finding and the finding mm -hmm. of the court will now be either you are validating your points or actually invalidating your agitations before the court so the apc or whoever that feels wants to go to court can go to court but then the court must be so intentional in the interpretation of the law mm. so that we will not be seen having laws and they're not actually working within the spirit and letters of the law all right, before we move away from Bielsa, let, let me bring you back to Bielsa. Um, one of the things that has caused stirred up reactions and also stirred up debates has to be the position of INEC in the state saying that their results will be transmitted manually, which is out of the electoral law that we had seen so far for the presidential and that of the gubernatorial, where the INEC had promised Nigerians that results will be transmitted electronically in real time. Now that INEC is coming to say that in Bielsa, that, doesn't that speak totally different of what they stand for um what we have actually been able to palpably feel at the tribunals recently is the fact that even the tribunals have come to say that there is no provision in the law that's the electoral act which is actually the principal law that regulates the conduct of elections in nigeria 2022 yes. there is no provision in that law that says that INEC must transmit results electronically the tribunals have come to agree with some of the submissions that the provision of saying that election results must be transmitted or shall be transmitted in law when you use the word shall it means mandatoriness mm. so election results shall be transmitted uh, electronically only comes under the manual and guidelines for the conduct of elections mm. and then the regulations for elections courts have come to interpret them to mean that they are not really laws because they are actually uh, regulations being turned out by uh, at the INEC chairman to say that this is how we want to conduct the election but the law that principally regulates uh, the conduct of the election is the electoral act and if you check the electoral act it means uh, you discover that the provisions only uh, forcefully emphasize on the fact that yes you have to transfer the result mm. and the transferring of the result simply means of, of course from the pooling unit to the world collection center from the co world collection center local government collection center the state collection center of course for the presidential then the presidential collection center that is a chain of uh, transmission of results but INEC has actually come out several times of course to say that there will be electronic transmission of results which is actually one of the innovations that nigerians have actually applauded yes. that this is what the electoral act is actually introducing but i think it was a uh, a game of giving with the right hand and taking with the mm -hmm. left hand mm -hmm. at the end of the day INEC is coming to say there is no provision and Nigerians were not actually careful enough to prop those uh, sectional provisions and I tend to agree with the fact that there is nowhere in the electoral act that says results must, must be transmitted electronically. So INEC has a can discretion. Decide. Yes, they can decide if to do it manually and can decide to do it principally. Principally, principally. they can decide to do exactly. that. Exactly. So let, let's go to, over to Nashara State quickly. Um, this, the court also nullified, not, I don't want to say nullified, actually. I want to be careful with my words. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. nullification. Yeah, but it's yeah. nullification yes. of um, Governor Sule of Nasara State and declaring um, Umbugado or to be the winner of the election. And based off the judgment that took place there, it seems like there was a bit of reduction. According to Umbugado, that um, some of his votes um, were 
decreased and they were added that they added it that to um the governor Sule's own. What do you make of the judgment so far when it comes to the Nasara state gubernatorial election? Well, um you see judges are human beings. And if you talk about justice, justice sometimes is not truth. Mm. Truth can be actually uh, differentiated from justice. For courts, it is what is presented before the court that the, the judex will not come with uh, a finding and a conclusion based on the facts. For instance, somebody may be seen killing someone on the road. You seeing the person, you know that, yes, this is the person that has killed. But when you go to court, you see a different thing being played out. Because at the end of the day, whoever alleges must prove. And at the end of the day, the conclusion will be, has the prosecution been able to put in substantial evidence to see that yes there is no any shadow of doubt mm. or shred of uh, a confusion to say that indeed another person must have been the one who killed the same thing happened in the courtroom in terms of election petitions election petitions are so generous in the sense that they are in the class of their own the decision of the national state election petition tribunal it was a split decision mm. to tell you that two of them said yes and one one said no mm. now it will not be the duty of the court of appeal to now begin to weigh on the scale of justice between the decision of the one judge the sole judge who said it is uh, uh sule who won the election yeah. with the substantial number of votes majority of votes and then the two who now said no it was actually mbagadu who actually won at the end of the day the court of appeal will be tasked to look into these their decisions and see which of which of the decisions was able to reach at a good finding but to me as a person i think it helps to foster and actually grow democracy mm -hmm. because for the first time in nigeria of course uh testing the new electoral act yeah. we are seeing a situation whereby elections have been nullified based on the strength of the new electoral act because these decisions we are having today they are like the litmus test trying to now see how strong the electoral jurisprudence will be actually grown or how well they will be able to ensure that indeed Nigerians will see that yes, the electoral act is coming with new innovations mm. to help Nigerians know that indeed justice actually has been served by the courts. So therefore, if you look at the decision of the National State Election Petition Tribunal, yes. it has told us, uh, especially lawyers like us, that indeed there's still some scintilla of hope in the judiciary because without fear or favor, affection or ill will, these people were able to say, look, despite all challenges this is the person that won by aggregating the number of votes to whoever the votes actually belong to mm -hmm. where there were electoral uh, malfeasance and of course misfeasance we were able to see where the judex were able to come up with a sound conclusion that indeed these votes cannot belong to this person why because the processes that led to those uh, collation of those votes were actually faulty and the foundation was actually porous now they came with a sound conclusion to say, let us actually allow justice to take its course. Mbagadu won this election as against uh, uh, Sule. But then the Court of Appeal, they have a very strong journal, uh, sojourn to journey from the tribunal, the Court of Appeal, and to the Supreme Court. It's only the National and State Assembly that will stop at the Court of Appeal. Mm. But the gubernatorial election will proceed through the judicial cadre up to the Supreme Court. Until and unless we see the final finding by the Supreme Court, we cannot begin to pontificate right now or begin to uh, preempt the decision of the courts that will come hereafter. Uh -huh. Just like what happened in the um, Ocean State. Yes. At first, you see how the decision played out. Mm. It was two to one, two, two yes, against the same, one. The same thing. Exactly. And at the end of the day, 
the minority decision of that one person ended up to be the final decision at the Supreme Court. All right. So um, for, for, before we go any further, I just want to bring you back a bit to the Bielsa State issue. Um, you, you, she talked about, you know, you made mention of the Imperial Silva and his impeachment. And, you know, for our listeners, and I want to ask this not on a legal perspective, but from a moral perspective. Now, the Imperial Silva was impeached um, as second-time governor for certain allegations laid against him that he wasn't able to prove. Just for our listeners to know some of these allegations, laid against this man that has been presented again as a governorship candidate under the APC. Now, I also remember that he was with the PDP before when he was the governor. So yeah. some of the allegations against him, you know, from in Bielsa State, that he, he failed to declare his assets of his children below the age of 18, that he also failed to declare his own assets, which were against the Code of Conduct Bureau, he um he took a loan of 60 billion naira from oceanic bank without approval of the state's executive council he procured 75 billion naira loan without the approval of the state executive council he also took another 6 billion naira loan for bank phb without the approval of the state executive council so a loan taken without approval from the state executive council now for a man that had these things against him which were the Cox for his impeachment. What does it say of the party that endorsed him? First, not knowing, I almost said you do not know because it's, it's public knowledge. Mm. What does it say of the party and Nigeria's political space where a man that was fingered and impeached on the basis of certain misdeeds is rebranded and sold to us, because that's only word to use, and sold to us as a good enough candidate for a party? What does it say of us as a people? What does it say of the party, the APC, as a political party? Now, you will agree with me that um, the corpus juris that we have, that's the ground norm within the constitution of Nigeria, is the only law that regulates our conduct as Nigerians as far as the law is concerned. Law may be right. Law sometimes, of course, does not actually operate on the side of morals. Mm. But law sometimes operates on what is actually truth or what is actually right instead, not true. So, um, Timmy Presilva having taken the oath of office and the oath of allegiance twice, if you go by section 180, one of the reasons why somebody can actually vacate or leave his office is when he has taken another office, uh, oath of office and allegiance, whereas he's serving in another office. Yes. Immediately he ceases to be the occupant of that office and then being the occupant of the new office home which he has actually taken the oath of office for. That is one. Secondly, the, con the contemplation of the letters and spirit of the Constitution, which is the law that regulates our conduct, is to the effect that you cannot take the oath of office more than twice. Timmy Presilva, before his impeachment, impeachment came post, you know, oath-taking procedure. He had taken his oath of office really? as the governor, that's the second tenor, yes. Yes. before his impeachment. Impeachment came after he had taken and subscribed to the oath of office and the oath of allegiance. Having taken the first one in 2007 and the second one again, of course, he cannot be seen to take another oath of office for that same office. It might be actually a jurisprudential lacuna or a constitutional gap to say that if somebody takes an office and eventually is found wanting for one infraction or the other, he should be allowed to take the, of the oath of office again. And unless and until the constitution is amended and altered, that provision remains the law. And the provision of the law is, no matter how 
scandalous, no matter how useless a provision of the law is, it remains the provision of the law and you are bound by that provision of the law first until it is set aside by a court of competent jurisdiction or it is repealed or altered. So, for him to have been rebranded by his party, of course, the principle of the law has always been ignorantia juris nemine non cusa, that is, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. That, um, that, uh, that, that impeachment is in the public uh, domain. People ought to have known, the party ought to have known that, yes, this was what happened to him. He has taken out of office twice. By the constitutional provisions, of course, the lawyers, the legal advisor of the party ought to have advised the party, this person cannot Become subscribe to the out of office for the third okay. time. That was what Nigerians aborted when Obasanjo wanted to subscribe to the out of office the third time. Yes. And that is why we are saying, unless and until the constitution is altered and amended, it remains the law. All right. My, my other question, again, I'm sorry for taking you back a bit. Yeah, you made mention of how the law, the electoral law does not provide verbatim that um, elections should be transmitted electronically. However, like you, we all agree here, that the... Um, INEC chairman, Professor Mahmoud Yakubu, and as well as, you know, the um, head of education for INEC, Professor um, uh, Sukoye, had on several locations before the general elections this year said that was going to be transmitted. We also knew that one of the key issues when the electoral law was being debated in the House was the transmission issues. Now, even though it was not legally put down on paper, at least it's not a must, if the people in charge, INEC, as it were, have said and were very confident and bold in saying in the past they were going to transmit and now they are not going to transmit does it in any way just for your personal um, personal thoughts leave a sour taste in terms of the credibility of these people who at one point sold us like they were saying marketing sold us the idea that this is the game changer for us and then later i say um this game changer is no guy game changer it is not compulsory where does it leave Ines credibility in the hearts of nigerians Indeed, it has put INEC on a very um, porous pedestal of being tested by Nigerian people, having come out plainly to tell Nigerians over 200 and something times to tell Nigerians that the election results will be transmitted. Of course, Nigerians saw it as a game changer. This is actually a transmogrification, of course, from the old era to the new era that, of course, trying to uh, accommodate technology into the whole system. Nigerians believed what Anik actually was saying. But at the end of the day, Nigerians were not actually careful enough to prop for that. Of course, that is how uh, typical Nigerians are. You say if you want to hide anything for a black man, put it uh, in a book. They didn't put it. Nigerians didn't care to read. And of course, our legislators ought to have known better that indeed, if you want to enforce this, let it be included and incorporated in the Electoral Act, not under the guidelines. Indeed, the INEC chairman drives his power from the constitution by virtue of the provision of the constitution. INEC is actually a, a, a mentioned there, and from there, the INEC chairman drives his power under the sectional provisions of the constitution. But that notwithstanding, we know the processes of legislative drafting. Who drafts the law for us? It is only the National Assembly that legislates for Nigerians. And indeed, if at all you want to take anything seriously to be a law, it must have been legislated upon by the National Assembly. Mm. The guidelines for the conduct of election, wherein you see the transmission of results to the IRF portal, only surfaces for the first time under the guidelines for the conduct of election. You cannot find it anywhere. Transmission of results, transfer of results, it is actually an issue that even came up 
at the presidential election petition tribunal. Yes. And if you see the grounds of appeal, I was privileged to read the grounds of appeal for both Atiku and Peter Obi from grounds one of Peter Obi's uh, uh, notice of appeal to almost ground 20 of that uh, notice of appeal. All those provisions, all those grounds are actually talking about electronic transmission, electronic transmission. Nigerians believe this, Nigerians believe that. Trying to pin the role of INEC chairman to actually where he drives his power under the constitution. And also saying, since the Electoral Act is saying this, he is actually under obligation to ensure that results are transmitted electronically. But of course, when you go to the court, the court will tell you, where can you show us under the Electoral Act that says these results must be transmitted? The same thing came up under Adelike's case. The Supreme Court has pronounced on this. There is no where. Supreme Court has already said there is no where under the Electoral Act where electronic transmission of results is actually mentioned. So, let me, let me take you back. Now, if there's no where, like you mentioned, which is true, then what makes this new Electoral Act difference? Other than the fact that now we have a shorter time frame for you know um, election matters to be in court what makes this new act different because again like, like i said we were excited because we said we thought a new act is here it is going to make our process a lot more transparent it's going to ease the, the process of election as well as appealing you know against results but if this major part is not there what makes the new electoral act what makes it different what makes it new what makes it good enough for nigerians to be excited about well for me there are no new there are no so much new innovations under the new electoral act if you leave me i will say they only extended the time within which the respondent will file his own reply to the petition from the normal 14 days to 21 days just like the petitioner has mm -hmm. and of course if you go to the first schedule to the electoral act they added um, just a few things embellishments and of course they do not in any way reinforce and reinstill the confidence of nigerian people to absorbing and accommodating technology into our electoral process why because if we want to test the integrity of our elections let us transmit these results electronically and let nigerians know in real time that these results that are being collected from this polling unit are electronically transmitted from the polling unit to the IRF portal mm. so that Nigerians even in diaspora will have the privilege of even be seeing these results as they are coming in sure that will actually test or put the veracity of the whole system in issue but that has not been done and all we have been left with is to belabor ourselves and unless and until the national assembly sits back of course there is always a room for amendment yeah. and actually trying to put all that is missing so that we'll have an instrument the nigerians will have it in full confidence that indeed the right thing has been done our electoral jurisprudence has been enlarged and of course Nigerians all over the world will be proud of the country. Uh, the my, my last question before I hand you over to Abigail. Um, INEC in the last general elections was fraught with a lot of inconsistencies. A lot of Nigerians were uncomfortable with the results. Like you mentioned, you know, the one that happened in Asheville State after the, you know, the judge, um, the courts of appeal, after the um, the courts gave the judgment, we saw dancing on the streets. Which mm. might some might say it might just be party faithfuls, <laughs> but it's some would say it also reflects the will of the people on election day that was not met now if if, if a body who organized the general election just some some months ago and many people feel not so confident with again i'm going to ask from a moral perspective not from legal perspective morally some are, are saying if these guys not do what we wanted in the dust election why then are they we are we entrusting them again to do right in the election you know um, office election coming forward do you share the sentiments that INEC as a body should have, some people would say, some form of, I won't use the word parallel, 
but maybe another body that will sort of i'm looking for the right word to use maybe like a backup mm. should in case they do not do well because if an, an it, alternative al- alternative <laughs> you know because if you do not do well in the general elections in february then it means that people like we said before the elections this year was first a lot of this um, you know inconsistency but people came out initially to vote because they believed that things would change we saw the effect of you know nigeria the disappointment of nigerians in the governorship elections where many could not come out to vote now if this body that has lacked um, lost trust from nigerians are still there does it make sense morally that they are still the ones in charge handling the elections or do you think we should have an alternative body should in case one fails look to their ones you know for some kind of a resolve well if you talk about alternative that means you have a lot of alternatives at the end of the day any process that is manned by human beings you should know that it is not god who is actually manning them he is using the instrumentality of human beings who can compromise who can fail and who can do anything within their whims and caprices so long as human beings are the ones in charge you cannot expect perfection you cannot expect everything to be 100 percent right and that is the problem we have since the inception of democracy and even during the military, during the uh, the federal system, we had the likes of Nadeko, NEC, and all of that, up to the time we had INEC. You know, it has always been fraught with a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of problems. And that is why, at the end of the day, if you feel that the electoral body has actually committed some injustices in the course of administering their own uh, uh, powers and administering their own offices, the place you can go, section six, sub six of the constitution says, of course, go to the court. The court this time around, election tribunals have been set up by section 285 of the constitution that indeed these are the electoral bodies that will have the power to look at it. Just for instance, uh, when there is any unrest, you know, we used to set up a commission of inquiries yes. nice. to look at the infractions and what happened during the arrest and all of that. The same thing with the election. Once elections are conducted, at the end of the day, they will set administrative bodies, tribunals, to look at what happened during the conduct of the election. And that is why some of the petitioners have actually found it even difficult to prove their petitions because what you ordinarily supposed to bring to the table at the tribunal, you begin to bring issues that actually transpired or that predate or precede the conduct of the election. You are expected to bring events that happen contemporaneously with the conduct of the election. For instance, INEC promised Nigerians there will be electronic transmission, blah, 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 and all of that. Go to the electoral. Is there any provision there? No. no. How will you hold them responsible and accountable for that? Will you hold them accountable because of their media presentations and the assurances they give Nigerians? No. You know that those assurances cannot hold sway yeah. unless you pin them to the sectional provisions of the Electoral Act and the law which governs the conduct of the election. Guidelines, no matter how strong the guideline of an election is, cannot metamorphose to a law because it is not legislated by the National Assembly. National Assembly legislate for the country. And only the Electoral Act was legislated by the National Assembly. Mm. Only the Electoral Act was assented to. It passed through the first, second, and third reading up to the committee stage and the time that the president assented to and it became a law. And unless and until that is done within the ambit of the spirit of the law, we would be belaboring ourselves in vain and we'll be taking empty promises. At the end of the day, we'll be left with nothing to hold on to. All right, Barrister Manaki, this is your... I want to ask you a question, but it will be based off your own opinion and your Very own well. sentiments on yeah. what you believe. Um, you've, men- you've made mention of the <laughs> fact that um, the fact that it's not within the con- the lines of the law, so it doesn't really hold what I will just probably be empty promises. You can't say media presences or statements being made can be... Are you 
are you one person to say we should amend our electoral act again to to fit in some of these things because i'm sure that from the elections that we have seen and even the forthcoming one that will come up in Bayosa, Imo and kogi where a lot of people are, are, are of the opinion that i think we have learned and we should we should amend our electoral act do you share short sentiments too 100 percent. why because um from the inception of democracy in 1999 till date, we've had 1999, the Electoral Act that governed the 1999 election, yes. 2002, 2005, 2011, 2015, amendments upon amendment, 2010, and all of that. So all those uh, years that we've had as a nation, we've always amended our laws, and because of those amendments, we've been able to come to where we are today. Yes. And of course... Uh, time changes we also must change with the times mm. and that is why our electoral jurisprudence must always continue to be susceptible to the changeability of times so that all of us will stand uh, close our eyes or sleep with our two eyes closed and then to say that yes indeed the right thing has been done so long as we continue to metamorphose from one generation to the other day by day year by year of course we begin to see new innovations new vistas are being opened we learn from civilized climes america other uh, civilized countries how they conduct their elections and we try to domesticate them within our own uh, spirit as a nation to see if at all this will be able to fine-tune our electoral process all we want is let something be credible let something be tenable enough for people to say that indeed the right thing has been done justice has been served this winner that has won this election indeed he won by majority of lawful votes cast mm. at the polls and not because he was able to just buy his way through the process because of the infractions and there's the inadequacies in the system mm. of course that should not be why somebody should actually see himself on the seat of power but then it should be as a result of the uh, the popular votes and the popular voices of people because the voice of the people indeed is the voice of God. Well, actually, we have actually seen that it is man that makes make these laws. It is man that sits down to write this law. And sometimes we see how um, political leaders, people vying for office, and even just normal civilians take the law and actually turn it to favor them. Would do you do you think that? going forth we would not have laws in our countries that are based off sentiments we will not have laws that are based off selfish interests because i wanted to suit something that probably i have plans to do in the future would would we get to that point where it will be void of all of these things and we would actually have laws that would actually be respected would have laws that wouldn't be turned to be used for selfish interests well for every law that was actually enacted was born out of somebody's interest mm -hmm. or somebody's sentiment at the end of the day, our, our selfish uh, personal prejudices may not actually hold sway. And that is why in the, if you check the processes of legislative drafting, there are stages. The first reading, you know, somebody is, uh, a bill is presented yes. on the floor. First reading, second reading, committee stage. Another day, then they will have uh, a meeting between the two chambers when they will meet and then synchronize the laws and see public hearing of course sometimes are actually carried out so that at the end of the day we will hear the aspirations and the yearnings of the people out there mm. i i remember before the coming of the electoral act 2022 of course there were a lot of committee uh, public hearings that we conduct i remember the ones in just that came of course i was one of those who presented some memoranda at the end of the day of course those things were actually inculcated in the electoral act and we have asked so many questions if at all we want to get these things right we should be able to work with the yearnings and aspirations of nigerians yeah and at the end of the day in so far as the yearnings and aspirations of nigerians are concerned you cannot meet all interests of a nation but then preponderantly if you can be able to have out of 100 percent 70 percent interest met at the end of the day it will give us a clear vista and direction as a nation as to where we are going to where we are and then what we stand to achieve as a nation i believe 
amending our laws will suit the times and the changes that we actually continue to encounter as a nation and it will give us a clear prism and perspective as to how we should conduct our affairs as a nation. In America, they have also amended their laws too. Yes. In other countries, they have done so too. And of course, somebody like me have always advocated in order to have a seamless process, all national elections should be conducted on the same day so that it will not give room for wastages and actually a room for somebody to even change his mind. For instance, if the presidential election is done first, yes. you know, the tendency is that if it is been if the winner is declared, all subsequent elections, of course, Nigerians have this kind of uh, uh, follow follow attitudes. Mm -hmm. They will just go. Uh, they go with the wind. Throw their their weight to that party. Mm. At the end of the day, it will save us cost. Our wastages will be aborted, and of course, electoral misfeasance and all of that would have been averted at the end of the day. So, as a nation, we must get it right, and we must do the right thing, so that globally, we will actually earn our respect as the most populous black nation in the world. I hope we, that we get to that point. And but before you go, um, quickly before we open the phone lines too for our listeners to be a part of the conversation, one other court verdict that caught my attention has to be that of Kanu State of the NNPP and then that of the APC. Um, that court um, verdict was actually done via Zoom. According to the judge, it was based off security concerns that he wasn't there in, in person to be able to do that. Um, for you, um, Barista Madaki, what do you make of it generally for that of Kanu, which is a very peculiar state, having NNPP being one of the, being the majority party in that state and having the, the court declare Nasir um, Yusuf of the APC as winner of that election? Um, that of Kano State um, came with a lot of peculiarities because um, as lawyers we have continued to berate and question that decision but then it remains the decision of the tribunal until and unless the matter gets to the court of appeal for proper review but as for me as a person I have my sentiments which of course I hold uh, them in high esteem why because I feel that decision was um, actually fraught with a lot of inadequacies in terms of uh, applying the law to the facts of the case as presented. And of course, I feel uh, most honestly that indeed the Court of Appeal will have to do a surgical x-ray of the whole situation and look at uh, the way votes were just uh, allocated, you know, some voters registers just uh, nullified and declared uh, void and invalid, yes. you know, which actually now placed the APC candidate uh, being the highest person with the highest number of majority of lawful votes cast. And of course, the question of testing the integrity of INEC this time around must come to play. Where were those officers? Where were the agents of those political parties? Mm. When those purported illegal or invalid votes were actually cast, at the end of the day, how should majority of Nigerians who have turned out to vote under the scorching sun be seen not to be qualified to vote suddenly because someone somewhere was able was not able to perform his duty mm. as expected that should not be the spirit of the law and if at all they wanted to do justice the best thing uh, the court ought to have done at that point is to declare the election inconclusive and other fresh elections to be conducted, conducted in yeah. those areas so that those people will not be illegally and unlawfully disenfranchised for the sin they never committed. So I have my reservations about those, uh, that judgment and I feel going forward to the Court of Appeal up to the Supreme Court, something uh, palatable will come out of it that will suit the people of Canada. 
All right. So for the off-cycle um, elections that will be going on in Bayelsa, Imo, and Kogi, what are your predictions? Do you do you see it going well? Do you see INEC doing what they're supposed to do? Do you think that people, because according to INEC, about 4.5 million voters have registered to be a part of that election across those states. Do you do you think people with enthusiasm will go out again and, and want to vote? I've always told Nigerians, do not get tired. We have this nation as the only nation we have to stand for, fight for defend the integrity of this country the sovereignty and national integrity we must ensure that we do the right thing despite the failures from 1999 i have always limited my discourse from 1999 today that was the inception of uh, the the fourth republic that we are now enjoying of course uh, the issues have happened you remember buhari persistently contesting election despite the fact that he was losing yeah. you know at some point he had uh, had lost confidence in the judiciary but at the end of the day when he contested alongside good luck and good luck now considered to defeat of course he was a person saying judiciary is the last hope of the common man mm. so it has always been a situation whereby if i win the judiciary is the last hope of the common man if i, I lose know. judiciary is corrupt and all of that <laughs> but then the confidence of Nigerians must be reinstilled and re-energized so that we will be able to have uh, a soft platform that all of us as Nigerians will have confidence, that is the INEC, to say that this, um, this platform is credible enough to give us what we're actually giving in. It's just like when you slot your ATM card to actually withdraw money, what you punch in is what you get at the end of the day. Yeah, so sure. the system should be that credible that when someone goes out to vote, indeed his vote will be counted, and the person that has the lawful vote cast at that election should be declared the winner. INEC, from the decisions of the tribunal so far delivered, should be able to learn from the body language of the courts that this is what we want, this is how we want it done, mm. so that they will be moving forward. INEC will be able to correct its wrongs. All right. We'll open the phone lines right now for you to be a part of the conversation. 90 or 081-218-77777. And also be a part of the conversation on our social media platform, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello. Good morning. I did a good morning. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? This I did say you have 40 seconds, please. Thank you. As far as I'm concerned, I think, uh, to me, my own view is a uh, I'm telling you, if you check all the results of the past election, even the general election, also, governorship election, the way like, the role they played mm. is very, very alarming. That was why people are not even happy. Mahmoud, being the you know empire of, of the election of uh, this coming election this, about these four states, the majority of Nigerians are not happy about Mahmoud still be there as INEC empire. That's the truth of the matter. Nigeria don't have confidence in INEC. That Nigeria don't have confidence like me. In my personal opinion, I don't even have confidence. In this administration, mm. because I fed the masses. Go to school, now, my sister. You see what is happening. Parents are not even books for their children. Reading books. No. Nigeria. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Abigail. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Nigeria. Chukuri. 40 seconds, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Nigeria has lost confidence like the first time in this nation. 
confidence in the judiciary. Um, the problem of Nigerian democracy generally, yeah. if you ask me, I don't know whether it's from the INEC, the natural empire, or from the judiciary. Let me give you a quick example. Number one is that in Limo State, I, I, I still don't understand, Nigerians still don't understand how the person came from. They came from in the, in the election of Limo State. Mm. The winner of the Limo State election, the Limo State uh, uh, governorship election, the election that was won in, after some months, was asked to speak. Yes. The mm. I, I really don't understand. And maybe you'll just let me understand. In the same country, that the former senior president he never contested the primaries of the APC mm. uh, 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 in, in his constituency. Today, he's representing that same constituency today. He never contested, but he went to the court. So, is the judiciary actually happening in the judiciary on this issue? Mm. And how did it happen? How did this person affected it? I really want the, I want, I want your guest to to, to, to help me explain. All right. Well, if you give him the time, he will explain. Yes, please, just lastly, please. Please give him what the first one mentioned. This inek. If I'm, 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 i am 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 i Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name? Where you calling us from? Well, this is calling you from Good Zero. Anyone, go ahead. Thank you very much. time, our political leaders to understand some legends in a judge, just as the way football is. Whenever there is a winner, you should embrace one another and congratulate one another. Let's ask the spirit of sportsmanship, like that of football. Not that after election you start hearing that you are going to a particular court. Arguing about a academic record of a particular where I never supposed to have done the need to. I've not seen a situation where you'll be going to a school and you want to apply and you will not have documents for what you are going for. Mm. You see, I need me to do more to what they are doing. And our political leaders just need to reason like good luck, Jonathan. Let them just see that their presidential ambition or their governorship ambition is not what is sort of even a simple Nigeria. Mm. Please, let's just ensure we work together, most especially our political parties, the APC, the CDP, the NFP, and others. Let yeah. them work together to see how this country will move forward. Thank yeah. you and God bless you. Thank you so much, Adewumi. You do have a lovely morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? This is Bob, calling from your south. All right, Bob, go ahead. 40 seconds, please. Yeah. Just like what the last caller has said. Yes. This politician should emulate Jonathan. No. That's what they lack. And they see politics as do or die as yes. Can you imagine Atiku who was uh, talking about the certificate of uh, our sitting president, Kinobu? Yes. And himself had a stain on his own. You know? Saying that he's Sedik Abubakar, Atiku Abubakar. On the secondary school certificate or whatever they call it, call it. Look, you should first of all start to yourself, examine yourself before you accuse another person. There's a saying that says, if you put one finger to somebody, the right finger goes to you. You understand me? 
We should be very careful. When has politics become do or die an issue in this country? I see politics as being financially, you know, uh, a risk. Mm. You know, the only aspect that they are looking into, not savvy. All right. People are not after money. They are after the money that is attached to it. Mm. Okay. They will get it, will get it right. They are after money that is attached to it, not savvy. All right, Bob. Thank you, you so savvy. much for your contribution, Bob, because of our time. They should, they should learn how to practice good, good, uh, good quality. Thank you, sir. Our first republic has done that. So they should follow suit. All right. Especially Jonathan. All right, Bob. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Thank you so much for that. We'll head on to our social media platforms this morning for your comments. On Facebook, David Maxambu says, um, Good morning, Nimika and the guests in the house. The states will be having elections in November and under the INEC leadership of Mahmoud Yakubu of the APC political party, he's not a political member, not a member he's of the APC. I will advise them to come out in mass, cast their votes, protect and guard their results from point A to Z. If not, he says Mahmoud Yakubu will subvert their votes and give to APC people. More so, transmission is going to be manual. The arm of government is no longer the hope of the common man. With the kind of black market judgment we have been seeing decided by the courts. Albert Akaya Dagza says, The credibility of INEC as an umpire is one that has been under scrutiny since the conduct and announcements of the results of the 2023 elections. Having failed in his words, um, of what a free and fair election should be. INEC has shifted its responsibilities to the courts. It has it has more confidence in the courts than it does in itself. Until INEC is made to be indeed independent, its words and dealings can no longer hold water. Barnabas Ukema, Ukehemba says, Good morning, presenters and the guests in the studio. I pass no vote of confidence in INEC as far as 2023 general elections is concerned. Electronically back to manually transmission. Which Yano Joel Dawan says, in short terms, INEC is now a failure and disgrace. Cipran Mafiai says, if I ask why do INEC insist on this manner transmission? Well, I do. I can't give you an answer now. I can see it is because it is very good for them to manipulate it. We expect them to give us reasons why they have chosen the manual transmission over the electronic transmission. Julius Achigak says, INEC has failed and they are going to fail in this Kogi, Bayelsa and Imo State elections. INEC has totally destroyed democracy in Nigeria. Also, the judicial system has been corrupt by the wicked politicians to deny proper growth of true democracy. Prince Jaik says, if INEC has the discretion to transmit results manually, where is the place of morality in INEC as an institution? and the judiciary for giving such a verdict. There is a serious moral deficit in both the judiciary and INEC. Prince Jake from Hose, Hose, I don't know where this is, but he's opposite army engineers. Ayuba Mozi says, INEC is compromising the elections already by transmitting the results manually. What are the provisions of the Electoral Act then? I still don't have, we still don't have hope in the, in the judiciary. APC in Bayelsa is dead already since they don't have anyone except Silver. Mike Adams says, Silver should let David Leon to challenge the incumbent. Silver should stop spoiling the chances of the party. And finally, Comrade Dawa says, how does judiciary in Nigeria become the hub of a common man when justice is only given to the highest bidder? For me, it is a normal state in Nigeria that judicial justice is the hope of the common man. And to be honest with you, INEC are the problem of Nigeria as an independent body. And finally, Abubakar Usman says, 
INEC has failed because they don't perform well as it is. And now INEC belongs to APC, he says. As election is approaching, INEC will be showing Nigerians like they will perform well, but it cannot be as it is. Uh, there's a lot of pessimists. <laughs> Customism right there. I'm hoping Nigerians will be optimistic. But before we go, Ambarisamadaki, your your response to some of um, the comments we've read and also we've taken from callers. Well, um, people have expressed their dissatisfaction, especially in respect of the conduct of INEC in, re, um, in some of those elections that have happened in the past and the fears of Nigerians in respect of the elections that are actually forthcoming. Mm. Well, but I want to assure Nigerians that... Uh, Insofar as we remain in this country, we are going to continue to be greeted with all these situations. No matter how unpalatable they are, we should have confidence and the trust in the system. Because where there is no trust, of course, you find out that loyalty will become questionable. Yeah. At the end of the day, we will have a lot of challenges on our path to greatness. We will have a lot of challenges on our path to uh, sound um, nationhood. But then, at the end of the day, if we do not compose ourselves in such a manner that will be able to support these people despite what they are doing. I believe God is still sitting on the throne and is still in charge of the affairs of mankind. There will come a point in time where the, the right thing would definitely be done. Mm. But then, let us manage the situation as it is. Um, from 1999 to date, many years down the line, we're still, they still describe Nigerian democracy as nascent, that is it's, it's so infantile. But then, I have this confidence deep inside me now, the subsequent elections, though they have given us promises, of course, Nigerians have actually cancelled their minds from even believing them. Mm. Why? Because uh, uh, before the 2022 general election, 23 general election, there were such promises, and of course, Nigerians actually tagged them as empty promises. So, in fact, first to Sokoye cannot actually boldly come out and begin to talk to Nigerians again. Mm. Why? Because he has set a bad precedent for himself, set, set a bad precedent for the commission. And of course, Nigerians are saying no, no, no to anything coming from that angle. But then Nigerians should not lose hope. Nigerians should still have their confidence reinstilled and they should still remain uh, protective of their votes whenever they go out to the polls to cast their votes. Because I believe your failure to go and vote will actually make uh, your candidate, the candidate of your choice, actually lose on votes. Why not go out there, do your best, leave the rest to God? All right, and one of the callers asked before we go quickly, in maybe in 40 seconds if you can answer, he was talking about the emo state and he was talking about what, what is going on there, if you, if you can give him an answer. Yeah, to he had asked the question as to what happened during the Uzodimas scenario. Yes. And of course, um, the truth of the matter is the matter was decided by the Supreme Court and it was based on the facts presented before the court. Sometimes the people out there may look at it as if uh, the court is actually a center or a citadel of uh, corruption or no untruthfulness. But just like I told you, justice is not truth, as it, as it were. Mm. Justice is justice. Justice is what is placed before the court. And just like what the Supreme Court has said in the case of uh, Josiah against the state, justice is not a one-way traffic. It's not justice for the accused person who is standing trial for the offense he has committed. Justice is not for the victim of the offense whose blood is crying to high heavens for vengeance. Justice is also for the society whose moral values have been desecrated. So I want to help Nigerians believe that indeed 
justice is a tripartite it's in a, it's, it's on a tripod stand mm. for the petitioner for the respondent and for the electorate so we should have confidence that judiciary will sit back because we could see how the international community is actually putting eyes on judiciary yes so i believe they're human beings they should also see the red flags all right thank you so much barista mense madaki for coming on the show this morning it was lovely it's a pleasure having you the news comes up by 10 o'clock you want to keep your eyes locked on to j101.9 fm do have a lovely wednesday morning i'm from emika in the world of Ashake, organize every other day, organize. Have a lovely morning. This is JFM Podcast.